Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I am Matthew. I'm Judah. How's everybody doing? How's it going, everyone? Listeners? They exist. No, they remain silent. They exist, though. I'm confident. Matt, I am here to tell you we still have had zero tweets. Zero <sighs> tweets to at Brother Date. <sighs> I don't think it took this long for us to get... Uh... <sighs> anyway. Do you want to start over? No, it's fine. It's just... Why doesn't anybody want to tweet us? It is un- unexplanatory. All right. Well... Fuck all y'all, then! <laughs> I was told Man, that I heard that there's a Yankee. Uh, <laughs> fuck it, man. I was told that y'all is for one person, and that all y'all is for, like, multiple people. <clears throat> An explanation I have always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I don't think it holds universally. I don't think it's... True, because when I was in New Orleans, y'all still meant multiple people. Maybe all y'all is for an assemblage of people and voodoo zombies. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't traveling with the voodoo zombies, so I'm not sure, but maybe. But we did get all kinds of crazy jerky when we were there. Crazy oh. jerky. Hold on, I got I got it right in front of me. <clears throat> right here, we got some ostrich jerky. Okay, I've had that. We've got some alligator. Yeah, that's not exciting. Doesn't taste like anything. Maple duck. I mean, it tastes like jerky spices. What about maple duck? No, I've never had maple duck jerky. Uh, elk. That's pretty straightforward, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty. We had kangaroo. Don't think I've had kangaroo jerky, but I've eaten kangaroo meat. Where did you eat kangaroo meat? Uh, is this a place called La Fondue? Oh, yeah, I've... They got, like, exotic meats there. Okay. Um, and we also had boar. Some kind of some kind of boar. But Katie, I don't think, didn't want to eat kangaroo, but... Why not? I mean, Kangaroos my... are known as the biggest jerks of the animal world. They're just marsupial deer. Yeah, but they're fucking assholes. Yeah, they're not nice. I feel like well, deer I mean, aren't as mean. We've all seen one animal's attack. That one deer was... Going after that dude? <laughs> That's true. Sometimes they can they throw those rabbit punches. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like 50 punches in a row, and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, they fight the same way a cat fights. It's <laughs> hilarious. But kangaroos, they just seem to really get a lot of jollies out of punching and kicking people. They love yeah. it. Well, listen, they live in a shitty climate. They have to lick their forearms constantly to stay cool. Ew. Is that where the heat comes in and out? Your forearms? They have a lot of blood blood vessels near the surface there. Oh. And thin skin. So. Okay. That doesn't work for humans, right? Uh, no, you actually do have a lot of, like, the blood vessels near your wrist are, are up there, so... So if I look like the one underside, thing, maybe, or... One thing, yeah, one thing you can do to stay cool is to run cold water over your wrists. Oh. It, it 
it only sort of works. But what if I'm out and about? Can I just lick them? Uh, well, I don't think there's a law against it. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. That might be the kind of thing that they lock me up for. Guess you might get taken in for sexual perversion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this guy would not stop looking me in the eye and licking his wrists. <laughs> I want him in jail. Maybe contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Yeah, that's right. Would not stop looking at my daughter while he was licking his wrists. Fucking pervert. Wholesome. So we got that. We got all them jerkies. So there you go. That's pretty good. You don't really think of uh, New Orleans as a jerky town. Probably because it seems like it's a humid place. You know, you have to work really hard to dry them shits out. Yeah, and then a humidor. Like, what happens to jerky when you get it wet again? Does it become slimy? That's sort of what I would guess happens. Uh, probably. I don't know. So you can't just keep it in an open plastic jar at the gas station. I always assumed jerky was like those shrink-a-dinks or whatever, and you, you put, them, put them in water and they expand. Become steak again? Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if it was cooked. Put it in hot I water. Mean, put it in hot water. It could water. be lightweight steak. Yeah. There is an Alton in the Alton Brown in the Good Eats, I should say, where he makes his own jerky. He does then use it to make like a beef stew at a campsite. Hmm. In, to yourself, do you call it Alton Brown? Do I want to watch some Alton Brown? I guess. <laughs> you just found out. Well, I hate the phrase Good Eats. Yeah. Like, um, I'm <clears throat> sorry, that's not grammatical. Do you hate it more or less than you did 15 years ago? Because that well, show's pretty old. it's not on the air anymore, so I don't have to deal with it. Okay. Alright. He seems like he might be an asshole. Uh, yeah. I always got the feeling that he was probably kind of a little dick. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of them nerds feel like they're super underappreciated. And, um, so when they get a little bit of fame, maybe, uh, well, they become I, I, dick I nerds. I will say this about him. That I have read that he is like super Christian, but it absolutely does not come through in Good Eats. That's true. At least, so he, at yeah. least he's not pushing an agenda. That's right. That's good. Um, <clears throat> dog, I can't stop thinking about that Star Trek game you made me. You made me start playing. Yeah, that was a mistake that I you, did. You forced you. me to play it. You showed me a picture of crewman Simon Tarsi's the Quarter Romulan. Yes, he and... was one quarter Romulan, but he pretended it was Vulcan. Yeah, and then Riker told him that he shouldn't say anything. That was his legal advice. Why is Riker always a lawyer? Either there is comprehensive legal education in the Federation, or they really don't give a shit about uh, that fundamental human right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't know how comprehensive it is, because it's always Riker. Well, he's always the second highest rank on the ship. That never changes. Well, Picard didn't even... Oh, I guess Picard was called as a witness, so they could yeah. accuse him of stuff. Matt's talking about the episode, The Drumhead. Yeah, it's like a cool uh, courtroom procedural with some um, a chance for Picard to give a real preachy speech in the end about how uh, uh, the government shouldn't be prying into our business or something? Is that what it was about? Uh, I mean, I think it's just about par- paranoia. Mm, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fine. 
I, I've always liked the scene where that admiral, whose name I now don't remember, Nora stands Santee? up in, in disgust. Oh, the the other admiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shakes his head. He's like, oh, nope. I'm out of here. This is the worst. This was the worst trip I have ever had to this part of space. I'm going back to my Excelsior class ship. <laughs> they gave me a bed that looks like a race car. <laughs> I imagine that Admiral sleeps in a bed that looks like a race car. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, I have been seeing Twitter ads for this game. The game is Star Trek Timelines. Not that it matters. Oh, it matters. Everybody, go out and play it. It's like you get to collect stuff, which is pretty much the only kind of game there is anymore. And then also, that stuff is Star Trek related. And they've got every obscure Star Trek person. Oh yeah, I've got people on here that I barely remember that that I'm that I've collected, and I'm like, oh Matt, man, I don't even really remember. After that we person. talked about it this afternoon, Matt, I pulled a four star Sulu. It's fencing Sulu. What? Yeah, he's I'm much stuck better. with shitty one star Sulu. He sucks at everything. Yeah, I'm just saying. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. I, when I whenever I use Twitter on my phone, I get ads for this goddamn game. And uh, finally, like two weeks ago, Katie was in Chicago, and I needed and to I kill hours. And I went through the same thing you did, where I just played it a ton for the next twenty four hours. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm waiting for my stamina to rebuild or whatever it's called in the game, so I can go play more. Why do they do yeah. that? Uh, because they want you to spend money. I'm not go. I'm never gonna do that. I understand. It's just but like I never did is. on the Final Fantasy game that is also the same game, where you collect well, stuff. In the Final Fantasy game, I don't know why anyone would. Because they give you so much of the premium currency. Right. Like, I think you probably get, on average, if you're playing the events, you probably get three or four of those premium currencies a day. Hey, that's probably true. And you only need 50 to get the big draw. Right, right. So... I, I just fundamentally don't understand why anyone would be spending money on that Final Fantasy game. But there are definitely people who will spend money on this type of game. That's why it's like the main type of game that there is now. I know, but I'm just, I'm so confused by it. Because, like, I, I played, I played a lot today. And I didn't uh, spend yeah, any money. You always start out getting a lot of play. Because every time you level up, you get more stuff, right? Yeah. But the level ups come farther and farther apart. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, but you also get credits. Okay, this is going really deep for people. They also give you credits, and you can, like, do draws with credits, right? Yeah, you can, but you, you're going to get junk. Like, oh. you might get something cool, but most of the time, the only thing you're guaranteed is nonsense. Oh, then what should I do with my credits? What are they for? No, no, you use them for the draws, for sure. Oh. But they're not as good as the crystal draws. Well, I'm not going to get any crystals, because they want me to pay real-life money. Yeah, I know. <sighs> That's how they make money. Oh, they're not going to make it off me. That's for damn sure. But anyway, you know, dude, for now, enjoy getting one star Janice Rand. Well, I actually and, uh, got Alyssa Ogawa, so. You got Nurse Ogawa? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Her medical skill is mediocre. Ogawa. I don't have Keiko. There must be a lot of these characters. Oh, well, um, there are a lot of Star Trek characters. Yeah. I think if you add up all of the Star Trek characters that have ever been in any of the canon Star Treks, you get to, like, one-third the number that there are in Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Which is yeah, a probably. lot. <laughs> probably. That is a lot. So, like, a lot of characters. Uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, of course, famous Chinese epic uh, that reliably introduces about 15 people per chapter, and uh, you only really hear from a few of them ever again. Is Marshawn like Katie? Does she just glaze over the second you start talking about it? <clears throat> so, we... <sighs> 
kind of. So she makes me read her stuff all the time. She's like, hey, you have to read this book. And I'm like, what? Why? And she's like, because I like it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll read it. And I read the book. And mm, for the last 15 years, I've been saying, hey, you should read Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And she always just goes, nah, you can just tell me about it. So it, it wouldn't then be fair for her to complain when I told her about it. I mean, you've read it enough that you could tell her most of it. Oh, I probably pretty easily. I think I I relate it to pretty much everything that happens. <laughs> that reminds me of that time when Zhao Yun and Zhao Fan said they're 500, 500 generations ago or whatever, they were the same family. That's right. It's like that. <laughs> that wasn't about Zhang Fei and somebody else? No, nah, I, I think it was Governor Zhao Fan who then tried to marry his daughter to Zhao Yun, and Zhao Yun went, mm, I'm good. And uh, it caused a big battle. <laughs> and for some reason, everyone was okay with it. Liu Bei, Xiao Yun's um, liege, was just like, nah, that's cool. I'm, I'm with you on this. Don't marry her. He said, I'm, I'm all set. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like your daughter so very much. But I will run you through with a spear. Anyway, so it's not, she doesn't complain about it when I talk to her about it, because that, that's the... That is her compromise that she made. Oh, yeah. That no, I could that talk would, to her. That would not fly with Katie. That would just be a non-starter. <laughs> hey, how do you feel about reading this 120-chapter novel? <laughs> uh, it's in uh, oh, it's in four volumes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of names that look and sound alike, and sometimes they will be identical, and it will <laughs> be up to you to sort of figure out who's who. Yeah, like, I'm not... I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you. There's two way ants. Enjoy that. <laughs> Enjoy luck. that little bit. They both suck. <laughs> in case you're wondering. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, no, I, I think uh, I think I've told you before that she she mostly glazes over when I talk sports. So that's that's yeah. her version. I start to say something about Steph Curry or the A's or something, and then she just like looks at her phone, and I go, ah, oh, never mind. Yeah, but the idea that I might have to reread those paperbacks again. Instead of just just using my Kindle and hopefully in an edition where the footnotes work on the Kindle, so I don't have to like flip back and forth like an asshole. Right. Uh, the idea of getting those books out and reading them again is uh, is terrible to me. I hate paper books now. Doug, we need to hang out so I can drop off the 1990s series, TV series of Romance of the Three Kingdoms, so you can watch that while we very, very, very slowly watch the one from 2010. We are not far into it. Yeah, but I'm going to get through them even slower, so at some point, I'm just going to have to give them back to you, and I will only have watched six episodes. <laughs> you don't watch DVDs anymore? I mean, you know what I mean? I know, I know you watch streaming, but you don't watch series? No, dog, that would mean getting out of bed and going over and changing the DVD every five hours. There's five episodes to a disc! So, so five hours is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Also, it's really confusing. Well, I, I guess I don't know how many are on the other one. It's five hours on the newer one. And it's there's like a very short break between the episodes. There's no like ending credits or anything like that. So sometimes you don't realize you've moved on to another episode. <laughs> it just like shows shows the logo of the series, and then it's the next episode, and you're like, oh, oh, I think I think we're on a new episode now. We accidentally watched two Hula Gate episodes in a row. We were like, God, this episode's really long. And like, oh, it was two episodes. I definitely don't think it was this long in the book. Yeah. <laughs> The new one takes a weird approach, and it, it it gives you a lot of Cao Cao first, and then it gives you the Peach Trio randomly for 15 seconds in the middle of, like, episode three, 
and then it doesn't even go back to them in that episode. It's just like, meanwhile, this happened. That's weird. Yes. You would think you would think that they could just when those characters become important in the story, they could just do a little cutaway. Yeah. Like just these guys each, were brothers, and here's show. how they became brothers. Anyway. Moving forward, you know. But for some reason the show has uh, decided to to um make Cao Cao the the main guy. It's following him all around, so Yeah, he's a pretty important guy for the first two thirds of the book. Mm-hmm. Yes indeed. And they make Zhang Fei a terrible cartoon character. So, there's that, too. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm ready to watch portrayals of these characters. Um, It is difficult, because it is definitely... Some of the things are not how they are written. Or they're kind of a way oversimplified version of how they are written. Well, I think that part of the trouble is... It's not really clear, even in the books... Why everybody is so in love with Liu Bei? Oh, I think that's one of the best things about the narrative. Is that um, y- you get half the people going, who gives a fuck about this guy? This weird, like, sandal weaver? Like, he makes, like, straw mats and shit? Like, who gives a shit? Who is this guy? And then you get, like, other people like Cao Cao who are like, I think there are only two heroes in the land. <laughs> Me and Liu Bei. And you're... And, even the author, I think, is just like, uh, it was kind of unexplanatory why this guy was popular. Because <laughs> he wasn't good at stuff. And his uh, his lineage, his royal lineage, was pretty tenuous. Yeah, but it's like, he must he must be, for this narrative to work, so charismatic that I would super worry about any portrayal. Well, dude, he like, cared... I get it, but you don't have Lao Ching Wan playing him, I don't care. <laughs> he cared I don't so much about it. virtue. So much. All he, all he talked about. Yeah, well, it's in his style name. Is it? I think virtue is part of his style name. Oh, okay, well, good. I'm not sure I know all the translations of them. But but I know most of their styles. So style is like a weird old-timey Chinese nickname or something, right? It's but, like a nickname you give yourself that's like aspirational. It means proclamation of virtue. Oh, well, he did do that a lot. He made a lot of proclamations of virtue. Yeah. He talked a lot about how virtuous he was. Um, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it's like you you name yourself what you want to be, and then people call you that. Yeah, it's like um, saying, your telling everyone your nickname's Ace. But then there's also like a baby name. Yes, like Ado. You mean? Yeah, like so babies get baby fancy baby nicknames, but then like when you become a man, you choose your own. Man sort nickname. of aspirational man nickname. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's just to explain to people what we mean when we say style. Like, for some reason, they call them their styles. So. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So I know a lot of them, I think. I don't know what they mean, but I know a lot of them. In my head. Well, we'll get to it. I haven't I haven't put it all together, but I think I may quiz you on that on an upcoming episode. Nice. Okay. So okay. don't don't cheat. Well, I am, I, I am currently it's... reading it. It's already going to be minimally entertaining to listen to this quiz. <laughs> and if you cheat, it's just going to be, that's going to drop to zero. This isn't for anyone. No one's even listening or tweeting. Unless it's funny to hear us attempt to pronounce Chinese names. That's probably. Which it might be. I mean, if there's a Chinese person who listens, they'll probably think it's hilarious. Yeah, but they don't know how it was pronounced in 200 AD. That's right. Yeah. 
It could be exactly like a white person saying it. <laughs> Cow pee. Could it be like that? It could be. My I name Cow is Cow pee. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's definitely not Cow pee. <laughs> it's definitely not. That's definitely not how we said that name. All right. Well, fair enough. I don't know. Jeez. Um, dog, my computer keeps telling me to upgrade to Windows 10. Yeah, that's irritating, right? I don't know what to do about it. Should I do it? I don't know. Um, what happens to all my stuff on my computer? Will I be able to run it and use it? I did it on my computer. So here is the deal. For most programs, for like all the basic programs, it'll be just fine and you won't notice the difference. Hmm. But some shit that I had installed just seems to have disappeared. So (laughs) Just gone. That wasn't great. I mean, all my data is still here. But some programs um, are gone. But if you hate that notification constantly telling you, hey, you need to update to Windows 10, uh, don't upgrade to Windows 10, because then it's just going to be like, hey, try Office 365 for a year all the time. <laughs> just that that notification style is what Windows 10 is all about, as far as oh, I can tell. That's the main upgrade. Yeah. Bothersome pop-ups. Cool. It's fine. It's a free, it's a free upgrade, blah, blah, blah. It mostly works just fine. Yeah, so but but no need to do it. It doesn't really improve anything. Is that? Is that I don't, it depends. Are you on Windows Seven or Windows Eight? Seven. Yeah, I'd stick with Seven. Okay. I figure if I get like a new computer and it has Windows Ten on it, then I'll have Windows Ten. Yep. Until then, leave me the fuck alone. Every day, dude, I turn on my computer and it's like, "Hey, you ready?" And it's like, "We scheduled it for you. Here's a good time, right?" And it's like, "No, I don't no." Know. Like on a scale from one to ten, how important is it for you to be able to ask your computer a question? It's not. It's not. I mean, okay. I ask my computer questions all the time, like, "Why are you making that noise?" Yeah. Or I think is there something rattling in there? Because they got like, uh, they got this thing called Cortana that answers questions. I think it's named after the Halo thing. I was gonna say, is it is it literally named after the Halo thing because it's Microsoft? Yeah, it might be. Okay, well, that's pretty lame. Okay. Anyway, you can ask that bitch some questions, but I turned that off. I've never tried it, so who cares? Yeah, I never even use Siri. Yeah, it's it's like worse, probably like worse Siri. I have to imagine it's worse. I think I told you like five years ago, I tried to use Siri to find an abortion clinic, <laughs> and it kept claiming it didn't understand my question. <laughs> so Siri is very political. Yeah, Siri is super political. So Cortana's probably like that too. She's kind of like now, a crazy future politics. You live like, like. I don't know, just a just a couple of miles down the road from that Planned Parenthood on. Well, I didn't then. Oh, okay. But you lived in Boston when you were asking this question. Yeah, dude, isn't that when Siri came out? Probably like five yeah, years I guess. ago, something like that. Uh, isn't all of Boston an abortion clinic? <laughs> sort of. It's all. Don't you just go outside in the summer and breathe the garbage air? It does smell like Great America. Yes. <laughs> Where if you walk down one street, it'll smell like pizza, and if you walk down another street, it'll smell like dumpsters. Yep. And you go, ah, Great America, that takes me back. Is and it... if you stand right in the middle of those two smells, can you ride the Vortex? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, it turns out the Vortex was not so much a roller coaster as uh, just a state of being. Yeah. Well, the various smell airs would move you around like you were on a roller coaster. <laughs> That's why it was a stand-up one. Yeah, that's why they called it the Vortex. It was like a gross smell vortex. Yeah. Uh, it, did Great America always seem hot and smelly because it was made entirely out of pavement? I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, because... I think also we mostly went in the summer. Yeah, I mean, it's only open from, what, March to... Uh, 
October or something? Yeah, it's only open five days a week from, like, Memorial Day to Labor Day, even. It's kind of dumb. So, like, that's really the summer. It's like, this is California. It doesn't really get that rainy. It really does not. Like, I know when you're in, if when you're up in the air on a roller coaster being whipped around, that even mildly cool air probably seems pretty cold. But what's a ride's like 90 seconds. Yeah. Don't go to the... Okay, you don't have to go. You don't have to go to the theme park if you're such a P-word that you're afraid of the cold air. Yeah, the don't California ride Logger's Run in January, I guess. Yeah. But they should, like, have it open, I think. I don't know. Maybe they don't think they'll get enough business to make it worth it, but I... Yeah, I wonder if the short days are also part of it. Because uh, yeah, they don't love to run that thing in the dark. Which it sucks, because riding the demon in the dark is a special pleasure. Your, your head kind of bangs around in the seat, and your, <laughs> yeah. the corners of your eyes start to black out a little bit, and... Yeah, you can never tell when you're going to get concussed. (laughs) The darker it is, the less prepared you are to be concussed. Yeah. I think they still have that. I think they still have the Grizzly, too. I don't know. Yep, I think those two are both still going. I don't... I cannot imagine how the Grizzly is still operational. The number of structural components that have hit us when we were riding it (laughs) would lead you to believe. More than ten years ago, we were hit by debris over and over again on that thing? Yeah, unless they send a technician up there every couple of weeks just trying to find all the bolts that have shaken out. I don't... Well, Seems unsafe, that's all. They built that other wooden coaster, which I assumed was because they were going to get rid of the Grizzly, but I guess not. Yeah. You know, the Grizzly's not even a bad roller coaster. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's okay. It, it's, I mean, it's a wooden stock coaster. It doesn't go upside down or anything. Do you mean if it, like, worked properly and you weren't yeah. injured? Yes, if it didn't break your back to ride it. Well, you should ride with someone the same size as you. you oh, should, yeah. You shouldn't ride with someone who's who's bigger than you, and so the belt won't go all the way down on you, because you will get yeah, some pretty good air. The solitary lap bar. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because you don't want them negative Gs, because you're going to slam right back down on your tailbone on those hard, hard fiberglass seats. Yeah, dude. One time my back hurt for like two and a half weeks after riding <laughs> yeah. that thing. It was not cool. Yeah, the, the new wooden coaster there, Gold, Gold Rush? Yeah, that sounds right. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. I mean, especially for, again, for a wooden coaster. It had, like, some cool kind of sidewaysy. You know, they were banked really ste- really steeply. So... Yeah, you know, the Whizzer used to have that, but they tore that shit out a long time ago after that kid died on it. Like it was the roller coaster's fault. It definitely was not. He was jumping in between trains like an asshole. That's like when a pitcher is about to get out of an inning and he gets a double play ball and it gets kicked by the second baseman or something and then they take him out. And you're like, eh. It's like, he did the right thing. He got the ground ball. Right <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a sign that he's getting tired or not effective. I think you need a new second baseman. In this case, you need a new not-idiot kid. Yeah. Would be nice. I miss the edge. Oh, yeah, the edge was good. You know, one that I missed that was more recent than that was Invertigo. Wait, is that gone? Yeah, it's not there, man. Oh, Invertigo was cool. You were like, It wasn't there when we went there last time. I see, I couldn't remember. Dude, that was a cool one, because if you, it would like slowly raise you up, and it was one of those suspension ones where you were hanging, and uh, if you were facing the ground, it it always felt like you were going to fall out of that seat. That was legitimately terrifying, the start (laughs) of it. And then it whipped you around crazy. Yeah, and that was fun. But for like 40 seconds. But the part where you were on either end, getting slowly held up, if you were on the one that was facing down, you were like, oh, fuck this. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, that was really spooky. Yeah. And I'm not really afraid of heights. I'm not a fear of heights guy, but that was tough sometimes. 
Yeah, I'm. I don't like to think of myself as a fear of heights person, but like, there's there are limits, you know. Like everyone yeah. should be afraid of certain heights. It's like your brain can't process stuff past a certain point. Yeah. So when I was in that seat facing down, I knew that was far enough that I would definitely die. Yeah. And so... Uh, and you'd have time to think about it. Yeah, yeah, because you were going up so slowly and it felt like you were going to fall out. That was enough to get me scared, even though I am, again, generally not scared of heights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I missed that one. Oh, but you're right. The edge was awesome. Edge was cool, man. You know, the little box would just kind of go up and then it would just kind of move out and drop. And you'd hear a little click right before the drop, but you you could you never could quite get the timing exactly right. And then it would um it wouldn't be like a like drop zone that goes straight down and then have air brakes or whatever or magnets or whatever the fuck it is slow it down. It had no. like a little ramp so it could go out and gradually slow down. Yeah, and then what what stopped it? Water friction? Do I remember that correctly? That could be. Like it was water breaking? That could be right. Mm. I bet I bet someone on the internet knows, but I'm not going to Google it. No. Not right now. Don't be like me. Don't Google Schwan Day. <laughs> well, now you can't ask me that one. I was not going to ask you Liu Bei's style. Too oh. easy. All right, well, I would have gotten it. So maybe you can ask me anyway. I'll take the point. Yeah, maybe I will. Okay. Um. Yeah. So um. So I'm just waiting for my uh. My Star Trek stamina to build back up. I'm gonna check on it right now. <laughs> this app does a uh, does a thing that I hate, which is uh, if you're listening to a podcast when you open it, it stops your podcast. Yeah, because it's like, oh, this is best enjoyed with audio, and so it tries to make its audio over overrule everything. Yeah, I heard that. And I listened to it with audio for like a minute, and I was like, no, and I turned it off. It's like, oh, great, John DeLancey has a job again. Yep. Cool. I'm really happy for him, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to mute this. Dude's going to have his name legally changed to Q. <laughs> Why not? He's he, he was in Breaking Bad for one season. <laughs> You're not, this is not an enticement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I told you that. It's... He was in Hand That Rocks the Cradle too, dog. Don't watch it. Uh, why don't you want to watch that? That had, um, Rebecca De Mornay? It could be. That so, used to be a person. Is that right? <laughs> I, think I, I think I got that right. She was in The Three Musketeers. Ew. Oh, the the cool one that we love the most. Yeah. The one with the cool, cool soundtrack. Yes, with, um, <laughs> Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. Yep. That's exactly what all, I mean. All for love. Dude, the game's asking me if I want to travel to Velo 3. Oh, I was just there. It just asked me that out of nowhere. I don't know why. Should I go there? I guess. Maybe have a mission? Wow, that's weird. I didn't see it on my galaxy map. I shouldn't play this during the podcast. Damn it. No, you should not. That's super (sighs) unprofessional. I'm going to set it aside. I'm going to set it aside. (laughs) What else you been up to? Um, I was in Las Vegas over the weekend. Oh, really? Doing what? A friend's wedding. Actually, it's even weirder than that. It was a friend's sister's wedding, and it was, it was Kyle. You know my friend Kyle. Uh, I 
I no know of him. him from Twitter. Yeah. Um, Kyle he, from Twitter? He, yes, Kyle from Twitter. His sister is getting married in Las Vegas, and for whatever reason, his wife and kid couldn't make it, so he invited me to be his adult male plus one. Okay, that could not have been weird. <laughs> right. And, and then I took Marjan with me just to hang out in Las Vegas, and um, he swung it so that we were both his plus one. So, so he brought a married couple as his plus one. So cool. So uh, technically, you guys are now in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> I, that's what I was saying. Actually, like I think I was, legally, once you attend a wedding together, <laughs> I was. Um, I told him that Marjan could be his wife Pat, and I would be his baby Danny. Is that the name of his baby? Uh, yeah, it's D A N I. Is that a boy or a girl? It is a boy baby. Um, the mom. Uh, what are they pa- doing? Patricia. What are they doing in that family? <laughs> Patricia is Colombian, and I guess they say that they have that there. They have. So she baby. said, "If you don't let the me name the baby Danny, I'm gonna uh, put a tire around your neck and fill it with gasoline and light it on fire." That's correct. Yes, as is the custom of her people, for sure. So yeah, so I was in Las Vegas for the weekend, dude. I broke my glasses. <laughs> Two and one. I'll tell you another story related to that in a minute. Well, nothing. I uh, th- it was so aggravating. I don't even have a cool story for it. I just tried to pull them off my face so I could wipe them, and the whole like strut, the left, you know, the thing that goes over your ear. It's called a temple. The whole temple, the left temple, just came right off. Fucking Zenny optical. Oh no, that's my brand. Yeah, I know. It wasn't even like there was any. The failure was in the glass. It was one of the frameless glasses and so it's kind of bored right into the glass oh and the side of the glass i guess broke out somehow and the whole strut just like came off oh, that sucks yeah so i was like uh okay, so you had to got... wear them with one strut for a while <laughs> well I and mean, i went glasses oh, and um you're, you're pretty blind when you don't have glasses on yeah it was aggravating i didn't bring you a sure you pair. didn't sign something are you now married to uh <laughs> kyle's sister <laughs> yes that's right um, I'm very happy to join these two families, these two Nordic <laughs> families, although yeah. they are much more Nordic. Yeah, we're not all that Nordic. No, just really in the name, mostly in the name. They are crazy Nordic blondes, who are like Swedish and Finnish. Anyway, um, Vegas, Las Vegas sucks. Uh, yeah, say that? it's no good. I'm, it's like the worst. I was bored the entire time. it's getting worse it was... every year. Like, like I... now, many of the hotels, you have to pay for parking. <laughs> yeah, that's aggravating. Which sucks, because driving is by far the best way to get to Las Vegas. Because if you drive, then you have a car, then you're not stuck on the goddamn Vegas Strip. Yeah. Um, I took Spirit. I flew Spirit Airlines. Why do you keep doing that? I don't know. I have complained many times in the past that it is worse than an actual slave ship. By the way, you're going to Vegas. Why didn't you take Southwest? Look, dude. I can't... I have an explanation, but it doesn't really hold up. I I told Marshawn afterward to never, ever let me do that again. So you know your explanation was BS. Yes. My explanation is that it was cheaper, but they hit you with so many crazy fees on their airline that it is not cheaper. Again, dude, worse than an actual slave ship, and the people on it are much angrier. 
Yes. Well, first of all, you're sitting in a metal tube full of people who all regret their decision. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I would not have been surprised if like five different people on that plane had decided to take the thing down. And you're by the way, you're sitting there looking at a bunch of people who have also made the decision that $20 is worth more to them than their happiness. That's right. I don't know why I did it. I shouldn't have done it. I flew it there and back. Both flights were really delayed. It's an hour and a half to get there. But I spent like two full days traveling, basically. Yeah. Because of all the terrible delays. You spend time in the airport at both ends, and then you have to get a taxi to the hotel. Yeah. Honestly... It takes about nine and a half hours to drive. Yep. From here to Vegas. It's much more pleasant. You have like, you know, more leg room, more shoulder room. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to music. You're it, not on a plane. The key it's was much better to save to drive. time because we weren't going to be there for very long. And I didn't want to spend a lot of time traveling if we weren't going to be in Vegas very long. But it still worked out that I spent a shit ton of time just doing nothing. Yeah, but it's like if you fly you maybe save round trip seven hours compared to driving? I'm trying to think. I mean, okay, so say it takes me 40 minutes to get to the airport. And I get there an hour early. It's an hour and 40, plus an hour 30, assuming the thing actually takes off on time, for a little over three hours, and then however long it takes to get to your hotel, let's say. So let's say another 40 minutes just in case the traffic's bad or whatever. So let's say four four hours. Yeah. So that's... All right. So that maybe saves you five, six hours. Right. Each way, right? Each way. In that but case. that's just the theory, because if you but fly exactly. Spirit, you're going to spend all day in the airport with a bunch of people all muttering to themselves, fucking Spirit, I'm never going to fucking take this airline again. I heard so many people say that. Yeah. And if you drive, you get to go through Bakersfield, and that's like going back in time. That's cool. If you ever wanted to see um, working oil rigs. No, I kind of don't. I kind of feel like I would feel bad about it. Or if you want to be at an intersection, and there's a Basque restaurant on your left and a Basque restaurant on your right. That is very strange. Who knew the Basques? That's what they got in Bakersfield. We're so well represented in Bakersfield. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of like... Being in parts of Cambridge, Massachusetts, and just seeing Portuguese on your left and Portuguese on your right. Yeah. Uh, and going, man, there's what, a lot of fucking Portuguese here. Just uh, for sure drive. You get to see all kinds of weird monumental, like, buildings and old airfields and shit. Hmm. All right. Maybe next time, then. If I ever go back... I was so bored. Marjan had to leave early, because she double-booked a little bit. So, she had applied for um, to be able to give a talk at some retreat in Sonoma and I don't know if she didn't think she was going to get it or she wasn't paying attention to the dates or whatever but it ended up starting on Sunday so she had to change her flight and fly back early on Sunday so she could get back and drive to Sonoma so I was there all day Sunday by myself and I was so fucking bored yeah if you don't if you're not there to gamble and you're not there to get just totally shit faced which is so expensive in Vegas. Yeah, it is. And if you don't care about dumb shows, yep. Then there's not much there. I mean, uh Katie and I've been there a few times. There's sort of like one nice thing about Vegas, which is that 
many of the casinos have one or two sort of pretty good restaurants. Yes, you can eat some food. So you can eat some good food, which is also crazy expensive. Yep. But everything else about Vegas sucks. Yeah, Vegas is the worst. So I think we've made the decision um, that lots of cities have nice restaurants. So we should go to one that's not Vegas next time. And you know what? Even if they don't have a lot, you don't have to go to that city that much. Yeah. You can go to a city and just try out its good restaurants and you'll be fine. But the nice thing about Vegas is it's super easy to get a ni- get into a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I couldn't just eat the whole time, so I swear to God, I walked for hours. Because I was so bored, I would sit to take a break, and I would get so bored of sitting that I would just start walking again. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything to do. I was, like, looking at, online at, like, uh, all the different shows I could go to, and I didn't want to go to any of them. Yeah, no, they're, they're all bad. I wasn't in the mood to gamble, and uh, I had a few drinks with Kyle, and then he went to go hang out with his family or whatever, and I was just like, I am just bored as shit. And then my glasses broke, and uh, the whole thing was terrible. Dude, we, to get... We were there in February. We ended up renting a car so that we could, like, drive down to the outlet mall. <laughs> and walk around the mall. Yeah. the well, No, the outlet mall specifically. Right. Yeah, um, dude, when we were going from the airport to our hotel, we got the only Uber driver in the city who didn't know where to go in the airport. Oh. Uh, and you know, you can see them on the little map on the app, and I watched this lady make the wrong turn seven times. Why didn't you take a regular cab? Well, Uber's better. But yes, if I had known I was going to get the one Uber driver in the entire city who didn't know how to get to the airport, I would have just taken a cab. We watched 150 Ubers drive up <laughs> without any problem. And I watched on my app as she literally made the wrong turn seven times. After the fourth time, she called me and spoke nothing but Spanish and tried to talk to me in Spanish. So I handed the phone to Marjan because my Spanish is not bueno. <laughs> and... Then I watched her make the wrong turn three more times, and I canceled it. Wow. And they charged me $5. I was pretty mad. It was a bad <laughs> trip. I didn't enjoy the weekend at all. How was your weekend? Um, It was good. We went to the Menlo Park Ballet. Menlo Ballet? I think it's just called Menlo Ballet. Hmm. How was that? On uh, on Saturday night. Uh, it was It was good. It was a good program. Um. Was it I like think a it was famous the last thing, one or of was their it... season? What was the sorry? What was the show? What was it? Was it something we've heard of? Or no, no, it was um, uh, it was three short ballets, uh, two of which were world premieres. Ooh. So, um, you know, if you go to the San Francisco ballet, you're gonna see Swan Lake or something, something right. well established. But a lot of these little dance companies around here are just constantly uh, premiering work from local choreographers and stuff. So. Right, right. Yeah, I do not claim to understand what I'm looking at. <laughs> right. But that somehow doesn't bother me. I only really go to ballet for the music. To me, it's like the symphony part two. Oh, sure. But I would just go to the symphony. Well, sure. I mean, some, but there are some ballets have really good music. No, it's true. Uh, but sometimes those are also just performed in symphony. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So in San Francisco, it's it's at the symphony. It's 
Yeah. It's the same thing. They just have dancers on stage. So, but that's what that's what I'm saying though. I go to the ballet, but I'm really going to the symphony. Right. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, like you, I don't really know if I mean I assume it's all good, but I don't really know anything about. I don't have opinions about what they're doing up there. You know, I'm like, oh, like, they're dancing really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, we go to we go to plenty of classical music. Um, I should say concert music. It's not all classical, right? Uh, and we we see a lot of local plays too. Yeah, I think you guys but, are more into local or community theater or whatever than than I am. I don't like to be I mean, so close that so they can might be able to see my reactions. I don't like going to see a thing where it's just the old folks' home is putting something on, <laughs> right? But. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of local sort of theater companies, black box theaters and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you're seeing something. Maybe maybe it won't be great, but it's also usually not that expensive. And it's yeah, it's kind of better than just watching Netflix sometimes. So, I mean, that's what we did. We went to a little Japanese diner uh, in Redwood City, Menlo Park area mm-hmm. beforehand. Um, so, I mean, that was pretty good. Nice. I ate ate a pretty good uh, curry rice thing. That's cool. From a woman whose English was probably pretty limited <laughs> and at the place only took cash. Well, that's good. So we had a real we had a real Redwood City Saturday. Yeah, the reason I don't like community theater as I was saying is cuz I don't like them to be able to see my reactions cuz I I worry the whole time that I'm going to react to something that they did and ah. that they'll see it and then I don't. I don't know. It made, it made me feel bad. Uh, there were probably three, four hundred people at this ballet. Oh, okay, that's not bad then. Yeah, this, some some of the black box theaters. Like I think you went with us to a play at Northside. That could be. We've definitely uh, been to them together. I don't know. I don't that's know where we were when that cat got hit. Oh God. Yeah, that was the worst. Some yep. like that. Yeah, the 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 people on stage can definitely see you. <laughs> So it's like, I'm in my head the whole time, like, oh, don't react if they do something weird. And plus, I am afraid that I'm not objective enough, and I'm just going to assume they're not very good, and that's why it's local theater, and so I'm going to nitpick. Like, I can't oh. control my brain. I'm going to sit there and go, hmm, that accent's pretty dumb, or whatever. Yeah, oh, accent work definitely takes me out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just worry, because I, I guess I'm a snob. Because when I go to like a big production, I don't have those worries. So even if maybe they are doing something stupid, I might not really be paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never really had had those thoughts. Uh, like, I guess when the lights go down, I'm pretty. I don't have a problem just imagining that they can't see me anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But also, I figure. Um, but they can see you, you know. I'm sure these people know they're frauds. They don't need to look at my face to see that. <laughs> what was that one we saw? Was it the lady who was putting on a British accent the whole time? Oh, yeah. So you must have seen Educating Rita with us. Yeah, I found it uh, lacking. Here's the weird thing about that. That lady's British. <laughs> no way. Yeah, we've seen her at... And in other events, and we've seen her mom. So and what was that accent? Definitely British. I grew up watching English television. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But that woman's British. Because the whole time I was like, what the f- 
Well, that's wrong. Is that the best she can do? That's not very good. I want to yeah. talk to her now. I was just distracted by how, like, how way too skinny she was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think the guy botched a couple of lines. He did, and, and that's tough. Again, I don't... I, I can't help it. I just... I Took took me out of it. I was like, oh. That's, I mean, sometimes people, like, misspeak in real life. So mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't just go along with it. And go, oh, the character got a little flustered. Because the guy had to, like, restart his line a couple of times. But I, right. I don't know. That's just not how plays are written, so you don't... I've only seen a couple of plays where nobody botched a line the whole way through. (laughs) I think it's tough. I think that's why movies have really taken off. Yeah. I would be like the Rolling Stones of movie makers, and I would only do one take. (laughs) Well, they fucking sure did (laughs) only do one take. Also, I'd only put one camera in, like, the corner of the room. I can't (laughs) not hear it, too. Like, when a Rolling Stones song... Song comes, Rolling Stones song comes on the radio. I get excited at first, like, yeah. oh, this is a pretty good song. And then I listen to it, and I'm like, oh, this is like the worst possible version of this. Song. <laughs> so you hear like uh, the opening riff to uh, this will be the last time or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Some nice riff based rock and roll. And then you get like halfway through the first verse and you go, what? What are they doing? Everything about this sounds terrible and bad. Why did they do it like this? They could have done better. Like I want, I want whoever remastered that Four Tops compilation yeah. to get at some Rolling Stones. Seriously, the audio quality was, the recording quality, the production, everything on that Four Tops thing we had was fucking amazing. That 20th Century Masters Four Tops Greatest Hits or whatever. Yeah, yes. that was hot. It was and then you hear like the you hear like an original version of Bernadette, and you're like, oh yeah, the song is still good. Yes, well written. Thank you, HDH. Good job. Yeah. But this doesn't sound good like the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the one I'm thinking of, you can hear that bass booming, and yeah. fucking uh, uh, Levi's fucking lyrics are just yeah, they, they coming got through the, clear. They, took, they got the take where he was just driving a pushpin into his palm the whole time. <laughs> the emotions, dude. The emotions yeah. just coming out of him like he's like he's Troy. Yeah. My but, emotions. You know, the, Rolling, the Rolling Stones probably have too much control over their own music. Yeah. Someone can't go and do that behind their back. So we'll never hear, like, a good version of Under My Thumb. Are you saying they didn't have a Billy Corgan in their group? Because isn't Billy Corgan famous for going in and re-recording the other members' stuff behind <laughs> their be. backs? I think that was one of the stories that came out about him. That they would all go in and record it in studio, and he'd go, all right, great job, guys. And then they leave, and he'd re-record all of their instruments. Yeah. You know what's weird about that is that's a band where the music and the production and everything sounds fine. Yep. But the songs are bad, and he sings badly. <laughs> he's, well, he's, he's really not a good singer at all. No. Also, by the way, have you seen a picture of him from like the last couple of years? No, I, no, I he, have not. He looks like a mentally ill homeless person now. <laughs> he They're looks back like together, dude. He should have been writing lyrics like Wesley Willis. That's right. And or carried, looked like Wesley Willis. He looked pretty rough, too. Carrying a, a glass box around his neck for people to put money in? Yeah. <laughs> That's what that's what Billy Corgan looks like now. So I they're mean, back you'll together. See footage dog. of him at some basketball game or whatever, and you'll be like, "Oh my god!" They, um, I think they've broken up like five times, and now him and James Ehoff got back together again, and they're calling themselves Smashing Pumpkins again. And they were actually playing in 
New Orleans. While we were there, at one of the theaters, we didn't see, but... Um... But I think, see, if you like the Smashing Pumpkins sound, now you can just listen to Silver Sun Pickups. Oh, is that is that a band? It is a band. Okay. And they sound a lot like Smashing Pumpkins, but I think they're a little better. Yeah, I, um, I don't know anything about modern music. Well, even this is not... This is like five, five-year-old news that I'm okay. giving you now. Yeah, I'm in a I'm kind of a music rut. I mean, luckily Prince died, and so I, I've just been going through his catalog and trying to pick stuff out. What are the good Prince songs? <sighs> well, that's well, okay. He so had it's a, so many hits. It's a relative term, right? Um, I can tell you what the best Prince songs are. I I don't know if you know if good is necessarily the right word for him. Because I don't hate him. Like, when a Prince song comes on the radio, or at least prior to his death, like, when it was still kind of a rare thing. Yeah. If, like, uh, when Doves Cry comes on the radio or something, I'm I'm usually into it. Like, that's fine. I yeah. only have to hear this song once a year. I'm into it now. Yeah, when Doves Cry um, has a good opening, and then I feel like it gets super boring and repetitive, and I and I have to turn it off. It's not one of my favorite Prince songs. Mm. Um, But, okay, so even... So he's really creative, right? Fine. Whatever. But the problem is, even his creative and different music still sounds so period-specific. Oh, it yeah. It is so that era of the, the early 1980s. Yeah, it's just all the instrumentation and, you know, even the arrangements to a certain extent. You just go, okay, yeah, so he was a little bit different, but I know exactly when this was made. I can name the year that all these songs are made just by how they sound. But sometimes I like that about a song. Yeah, it depends if you like that era or not. Like, if um, if you're ever listening to the radio and Party All the Time comes on. <laughs> that happens sometimes. That happened recently. Which, which does happen. Yeah. Uh, that has such an amazing 80s introduction. Oh, yeah, it does. Uh, like, it is... I don't have memories of the time that song was actually from. Like, I just don't have any memories left from there. Right. But that takes me there. That's a time machine. So, I'll tell you that... Or like, Borderline by Madonna. I'm sorry, I derailed you. No, 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 that's fine. And Borderline is my favorite Madonna song, but that's also another one of those relative things where it's like, yeah. that doesn't really mean I, I like it. It's not a it's... great song. Yeah. It's got a good... It's catchy. Ex- yes. It, it... Although, the verses are so much better than the chorus. There are a lot of songs like that. It's actually one of yeah. Prince's problems some of the times. It's that uh, the chorus doesn't really hang with the verses. Um, I was going to say, so like, if you had like a top ten list of your favorite Prince songs, I think most people, like six of them would be off of Purple Rain. You know? And that's probably the one album most people had, right? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, just based on the other eras of Prince, which are mostly completely unlistenable, like, he's got some late 80s through the 90s stuff that is just just so hard to hear. And his early stuff, late 70s, is, like, real straightforward R&B funk. Kind of like yeah. you're listening to the Gap Band, but without without the it cool It wasn't Gap until he started to sing about sex that he got right. distinctive, right? Yeah, every song um, in his good era is about either sex or kind of thinly veiled religious songs. Right. Um, so, I mean, like, but my favorite songs all have very specific reasons. Like, I like uh, The Beautiful Ones, uh, Purple Rain, because to me it sounds like like proto-Neptunes. 
Ah, like I can imagine like Pharrell dance. listening to that song and getting his groove on and, and it affecting his songwriting choices later on. Well, we know uh, we know that he is somewhat of a plagiarist, that Pharrell. <laughs> what, what are you referring to? Uh, wasn't he part of that uh, Marvin Gaye lawsuit? Oh, yes. Yes, he was. Yeah, that um, that song with Robin Thicke or whatever. Him, yeah, Robin Thicke. That was the name I couldn't yeah, think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah he, he, he produced Blurred Lines, right? Yeah, I believe that's true. I think any project where Pharrell is involved, he's the producer. Yeah. And, and everything that he produces sounds like the Neptunes. Like, he has a very distinct sound to the point where, like, you can be listening to a random record and hear it and go, I know I know without looking it up, 100% that that is a Neptunes track. And you will look it up on the internet after you proclaim that loudly, and either Pharrell or Chad or somebody will have been involved in, in that song. I, Matt, I, I was listening to a podcast like a couple of weeks ago, and um, this is before Prince died, by the way. Mm. And... For whatever reason, they uh, they played a clip from a Shaka Khan song. Okay. And uh, I said out loud, I was driving my car, I said out loud, it sounds like Stevie Wonder playing the harmonica. <laughs> Dude. And then someone said, that's Stevie Wonder playing the harmonica, by the way. That's thought, correct. Man, is his harmonica playing that distinctive? Like, he had a I lot. I don't feel like I have harmonica ideas about people. <laughs> Maybe if it was John Popper or somebody. I don't know. I'm not I sure. I guess. Like, if it sounded like someone who knew how to play the harmonica, I might just guess John Popper. <laughs> right. As opposed to everyone else who just sounds like when I play the harmonica. Yeah, it's one of those things where I don't think... I think only, like, four people in history have ever learned how to play it. Right. But I guess Stevie Wonder plays it distinctively. Yeah. And I've listened to so much Stevie Wonder that I probably would... I probably would... If he was playing the drums on a song, I'd probably be like, it sounds like Stevie Wonder playing those drums. Well, so Shaka Khan and Stevie Wonder have, uh, I guess, famously collaborated. Tell Me Something Good is a Stevie Wonder written song, which I never knew because all you would ever hear like on the commercials for like one of those CDs full of old hits would just be the chorus, the tell me something good. But Oh, does that have a, like a better verse? Okay, so one time, randomly, years later, I heard the verse and I went, oh my God, this is Stevie Wonder. You thought it was a new Stevie Wonder song you'd never heard? Yeah, like, for sure, like, classic-era 70s Stevie Wonder. I was like, oh, this is, like, this was like a B-side from uh, Songs in the Key of Life or something? Like, what the fuck's going on here? And looked it up, and sure enough, he wrote that song, and you can totally tell when you hear the verses. The chorus is just whatever, but the verses are so Stevie Wonder. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, like, like dead on. Same thing, um, there's a Michael Jackson song... That sounds like 80s Stevie Wonder to the T. And as soon as I heard it, I went, uh, Stevie was involved in this. And I looked it up, and sure enough, he was right in there. It's that one, I can't help it. I can't, uh, I can't help it, even if I, I can't help it. I don't know, I don't know how it goes. But anyway, yeah. totally Stevie Wonder. So, the Neptunes are like that. Where you'll you'll hear somebody, and you, like that uh, Nelly song, like Hot in Here. If you listen to that, you go, oh, Neptunes, obviously. What do you mean, if I listen to that? I fucking love <laughs> when, that song. When you listen to it and you go, good gracious ass is bodacious. Yeah. <laughs> um, or even, he, again, listen, I heard... he tells them to take their clothes off and then they repeat it as if in a trance. <laughs> that's right. Well, it, that's really, I mean, if you're talking about the aughts, that's got to be on the short list 
for top of the odds. Yeah. It's it's incredible. There were some songs that seemed like they were going to be important songs that never were. Like, in retrospect, the Thong song did not turn out to be that influential. Okay, but is it still maybe the most dramatic song ever written? Uh, it's super dramatic. It's got a key change in it. It's so, got I mean, the most dramatic key change one of ever. The, one of the more dramatic key changes. <laughs> it's got like a uh, symphony buildup to the key change and then like a wailing vocal solo by Cisco through the key the, change. The string arrangement in the thong song is good the whole way through. <laughs> they brought the fucking string section in. Oh, yeah. For the thong song. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I'm kind of singing a song about low ideas here. Can we do something to make it? Do to we, make it how seem do we like elevate just, this? Yeah, how do I? I gotta take this to the next level. Yeah. So you say what you, you want about a, you get a string quartet in there. Say Everyone what you want about that. the thong song, dude. That song is still important to me. Okay, I'm just saying, like, it did. I don't think it turned out to be that influential. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, but the Neptunes was like even um, I even heard a K-pop song while we were in Korea. And there was one part of it, some girl group, and I like there was one part of the song that I went, oh, this is like, this kind of weird, this kind of weird, like this is weird in a way that I recognize. And I looked it up, and it was Chad from the Neptunes. Yeah, well, there you go. Who was involved in that for some reason? So, um, and like uh, there's a Prince song, uh, "I Would Die for You." Uh, I know that one. That sounds to me like Rainbow Road. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with the uh, speed of the drum machine. Okay. And uh, the instrumentation. Because uh, to me, it just it screams Rainbow Road. So that's so there are very specific reasons that I like Prince songs. I can't say it's because they're good songs. So before Prince died, you, you were like in a rut. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So what is in your rut? What's your rut? What are you listening to? The same, okay, well, it's a large collection. I have a large collection of music, but it hasn't grown lately. And so after a while when it's when it hasn't grown, and even though you're repeating a lot of songs over and over again, you kind of like every song you want to skip. You're like, oh, Minato Oil song, I've heard that 450,000 times. Stevie Wonder song, I've heard that, you know, a million times. Led Zeppelin song, I've heard a million times. And you just keep skipping through and you're like, God, I wish there was something new in here. Even though I have a ton of music, it's just like, I've heard it all. I spend a lot of time listening to music. So, where do you think your collection is deficient? Like, what do you wish you had more of in there? Mm. Do, you need, do you need more rock music? Do you need more female vocalists? I, um... Do you need more alt-country? What do you need? I'm not sure it's necessarily genre-specific. Like I was saying earlier, I have no idea if anything good has come out in the last 10 or 15 years. I haven't heard anything that I liked. I don't know if that's because there's nothing out there, or because it's not played on the radio, or what. I just feel like all the music that's come out in the last 10 to 15 years is playing it as safe as you can possibly play it. Like, let's make music that will offend nobody. Let's not take any chances. Here is the most straightforward aughts rock song. It's not the Killers, but it sounds like it might be the Killers. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, And then this will be our only hit, because why would we ever have another one? Because who cares? I feel like that's what happened the last 10 or 15 years. And that is a long period of time to not have any artists in your collection from. 
Yeah, it is. I have uh, artists from the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. The aughts not well represented, and the two thousand tens basically not represented. I want to help you out. The thing you said about aughts rock songs threw me for a loop there for a minute because my first question for you was going to be, uh, have you heard much by uh, perennial white guy favorite The National? No. You know who likes them? Kyle. White guys. All white guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't know anything by them. Let me play you something and see how it strikes you. Are you going to sell me two copies or however many copies of the Beta Band's latest EP or whatever? Uh, no, that's their only good song, by the way. Okay. All right. Well, I this guess... This is Mistaken for Strangers. Okay. <laughs> Turn it up a little. got a good uh it's kind of got like a the instrumentation is different but it's kind of got like a psychedelic furs kind of jam uh you know the way he sings is a little bit like the psychedelic furs for Hmm. sure that's the impression Um, i got and that's not bad because i like the psychedelic furs yeah so that's that's pretty good they've had some uh definitely some well-reviewed albums in the last 10 years okay I think Boxer is probably from around 2005 or 2006, but they just had a a, a pretty well reviewed release a couple of years ago too. So they're they're definitely, they're, if anything, I'd say they're even picking up steam. Okay, all right. Um, That's something to keep. I, see, I, I can uh, kind of flip through their music on Spotify or whatever, and yeah, they'll definitely if, be easy to find stuff by. See if there are any stretches that catch me. Let me, uh... Seriously, I think the only record I have in my collection from, like, the 2010s... Maybe there's two. <laughs> I think it's, like, a Mumford album that I, like, Ugh. one song off of. Ugh. And, um, Frank Ocean's Channel Orange, which is, uh, as we mentioned before, a Neptune's joint. Partially. Can you handle that sort of folky instrumentation? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fucked out now. Yeah, yes it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can handle I can handle any instrumentation. I can handle any genre as long as I just I feel like no one's doing anything new. I feel like nothing new happens. Let me play another song for you here. This is a band called Great Lake Swimmers. Okay, I have not heard of them at all. So this and might be the a song good is sign. called Your Rocky Spine. I was lost in the lakes and the shapes that your body makes, that your body makes, that your body makes, that your body makes. makes. Oh, they're not playing around. 
once it picked uh, up, it was like, oh no, we are. Once it picked up, we were like, oh no, we are. We are right in it. We are in the yeah. Ozarks or whatever. Yeah, they're not being cute about it. That's how that song sounds. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, kind of so a little, uh, like a little emo mixed with a little. Uh, I don't even know what to call that genre. Like modern folk. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. For me, the stuff that that always really put me off about country music was the dumb accents. Ugh, yeah. So hey! whenever there's, whenever there's, yes. <laughs> well, we won't talk Losing about losing a woman. <laughs> oh. uh, wait, wait, hold on. You didn't like the way they just put "lord" into the middle of sentences. The Mississippi <laughs> River Lord is one mile wide. <laughs> so what? Huh? Where did uh, they? You can't just put that in there. Um. Are you, oh boy, do you remember uh, when I was briefly into, sort of briefly into what was happening in punk music in the 90s, and we had that, that like, uh, Fat Records compilation? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of remember that. Are you familiar with the band Propagandi? No. Oh, yeah, no uh, would have been one of the ones you heard on there. Okay. Um, one of the guys from there started a band called The Weaker Thans. Are you into the? Weaker I have heard of The Weaker Thans, but I don't think I know anything by The Weaker Thans. It's like the one band that Katie and I have in common. <laughs> you guys do not overlap a lot in musical taste. Yeah, basically. Okay. I mean, it's almost nothing. Um, I play you this song. This is about curling. Okay. It's not. It's it uses curling as a metaphor. Oh, okay. That's a uh, Winnipeg band. Yeah, to me that seems kind of like the particularly ballless music that I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I feel like that. I feel like that was one of those songs that sounded like every song. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't like groups that sound like they they don't want to take any chances. I um I gave mom a bunch of records around the holidays. Did you get a chance to listen to any of that? I don't know. No, I don't. Know, I don't know what you gave her. Okay. Um, there is a band from Sweden called First Aid Kit. Okay. It's two sisters. Okay. Um, and they are kind of folk music too, but of course they're from Sweden, so they must have some kind of weirder take on it. Um, yeah, but they they sing very well and harmonize very beautifully. Actually, I'm going to play a song called Stay Gold off of the album of the same like name. Like the female Swedish Everly Brothers? Well, you'll hear. Okay. Sun shone high those few summer days Left us in a song Wide-eyed it's your life, it's your life, but just as the 
think I like the uh, the verse more than the chorus, and that is very art specific. I feel like every um, everybody who sing, every woman who sings like that is from the aughts. But it wasn't it wasn't offensive. Yeah, this song is from 2014. Oh well, well there you but go. But they're from Sweden, so maybe it took a while to get there. <laughs> they they caught up eventually. They don't sound Swedish. Well, and here's the problem: I don't think that the t- the 2010s are much different than the aughts. Ah, yeah. I, I, that's I, I mean, it's I don't feel like anything's happened. But um, but that you know that was um, much better than the um, the one before that. <laughs> the weaker than the weaker than made me make a face. Sorry, Katie. I made a face. <laughs> also, I'm watching the Sharks game, and it's, it just went bad. <clears throat> anyway. Uh oh. Well, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh oh. Did you ever get into the Proto Men? Nope. I've never heard of the Proto Men, as far as I know. Oh, okay. Uh, boy, this definitely will not translate to uh to just a clip. These are guys who are writing a three act opera about Mega Man. Oh, okay. Like, I like the heavy idea. Metal style opera about Mega Man. All right. Um. It's not all heavy metal. In fact, the, my favorite song is definitely not. Um, but it is... Um, it's bizarre in a, in a kind of a good way. Okay. I'd have to skip forward. They have a lot of long intros. Maybe this is not the best thing to play. Well, I'll play you this one non-metal song so you can see what it strikes you as. Okay. <clears throat> Remember... This is about Mega Man. <laughs> ah. I did a thing. <laughs> and now I feel bad. That's okay. This is just right. the This city won't know what it or what knocked her out into the street. This city's thinking that it's over and she's already fast asleep. So I'm breaking out of here tonight. Never am I ready! <laughs> I always forget that the version of this song that I like is actually not that version, it was the demo. That, uh... <laughs> That sounds like Meatloaf or Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it sounds so much like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. That's not really what they sound like. Like I say Meatloaf or Bruce Springsteen because sometimes Marjan will listen to Bruce Springsteen and I will think it's Meatloaf and vice versa because we're oddly similar because they're both, I think, striving for some kind of importance and that sounds the same to them. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is self-important for sure. Um it's a it's a weird thing, but it's the kind of thing where you sort of have to listen to an uh, the entire album, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's meant to be an opera. Yeah, uh, I could get into that thing, but it's um, you know, it's kind Ready, of. Willing, sort of weird electronic heavy metal. Mm-hmm. That one may be. Um, uh, to quote Akewood, it may be the case that the uh, insouciant title uh, is wagging the strength of premise dog. <laughs> All right. As with um, Vagina Products MacGyver was what that was said of. <laughs> nice. 
I don't know. After, since you said psychedelic furs, that's all I want to listen to now. Yeah, like, that's going to be my night. Well, the problem I was is driving. Oh, go ahead. I wish they had more good songs. My idea um, of the psychedelic furs is good, and then there's only some. There's only you know four or five songs that I really want to listen to. And what are those? Oh, um, so there's "Love uh, My Way." Love My Way. Oh, that's a good song. Obviously, I mean that's that's tops right there. Yeah, that may be the best one. Um, I don't know, Heaven. Heaven. Okay. Um, that's actually not that great a song, but we heard it a lot growing up. Yeah, I was actually that's what I was thinking in my head. Um. See. There's the ghost in you. Yeah, right, right. Uh, There's Here Come Cowboys. Which one's that? Uh, I remember Pretty in Pink. Right, and there's Pretty in Pink. That's the other main good one. Yeah. Uh, Here Come Cowboys is this one. I mean, this sounds like every psychedelic first song. Yes, it does already. even barely remember this one. I think the, the chorus right here. So, I mean, yeah, again, to a certain extent, that sounds like every single psychedelic first song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... No, Love, I think you named all the good ones. I think like, Love I'm My Way is my favorite. Hits. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's only four or five songs, it's like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Why Why aren't they better? Yeah, I don't know how long their career was. I don't know either. They made a, a splash in, in our house a little bit, but that's it. I was says um, they were founded in 77 and launched to international attention in 86. Oh, wow. Well, that's when Pretty in Pink came out. Exactly. So... Which I think has been posited, if you listen to the lyrics, it's a song about a uh, cross-dresser. Okay. I can Possibly. see that. There's a lot of stuff about how all the guys that she dates end up wearing her clothes. And mm-hmm. also, what does it mean to say, isn't she pretty in pink? Right. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, they're English, so it's... Yeah, well... There's a lot of content about that for them. I was uh, I was sleepy when I was driving into work on. It might have been Monday, might have been like last Friday, and when I'm sleepy, podcasts don't work for me. Oh really? Like I don't. I don't. I just don't pay attention to what they're saying, and they just make me sleepier. Right. So I have to listen to music when I'm tired. Because mm. that ramps me up. So. But uh, you have to listen to like Tupac. Because mm, that's what ramps no. me up, man. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes. Hey, how like, you, if How Do You Want It comes on. That's what I was going to say. Hey, how Do You Want It? And I'm just, I'm I'm ready to either punch a dude in the face. I mean, between you and me, sometimes I get fully torqued. Yeah, I was, was going to say, either punch a dude in the face or just go balls deep on somebody. Just yeah. whatever. Um, So, what I meant to play was a playlist of mine uh, called Ten Girls in Port that is 
just 10 copies in a row of the Ockerville River song, A Girl in Port, but I think <laughs> I've decided that you wouldn't like Ockerville River, so I'm not going to play that one for you. Okay. But um, because I was driving while selecting my playlist, I hit the wrong one. Mm. And instead, the I don't have that many playlists. The one that I hit is the, like, super useless purchased playlist mm. that iTunes automatically adds to your phone. Yeah, thanks, iTunes. It's just like, oh, here's all the music you bought. Right. That's a playlist you'd want. I guess that makes sense. You did buy it. Uh, and it started playing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on the song that it started playing, and I want you to tell me, we'll see how long it is before you recognize the band. Okay. It was a weird surprise and not something I ever would have picked, but okay. it sent me on a real nostalgia kick. Okay. So... So we're clearly in the 90s. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I don't know if this is the Gin Blossoms or... Was it the Gin Blossoms? It is not. Oh. Yeah, I can get it. I don't know. This was an actual radio man. It's, uh, it's Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh. I'm used to a little bit more energy out of Toad yeah, the Wet Sprocket. you were probably used to this song. Yeah. Do it. It has less energy than you Also, this sounds like Tom Petty. <laughs> Wait till we get to the chorus. Well, you're 100% right that in my head that rocked harder. I know. I had the exact same reaction when I was driving into work. God. I was like, oh, yeah, this song. Oh, I used to like this song. And then I was like, jump back. And I'm like, wait, no, he's not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you you went into it, and it was like, oh, he didn't follow. He was fucking cheersing me. That's right. He was Everybody Knows You're Naming Me. Which, by the way, is a song that everyone knew was kind of soft. Yeah, but, but it's if you watch Cheers, even, I'm not sure that that's still even on Netflix. It's softer than you. It's the softest. Yes. Making you way in the world today takes everything you got. He's afraid to wake you up. He's hoping you're taking a nice nap. I know Katie and I, when we were watching Cheers, decided that there was like a little fawn, a little baby deer in the corner. And he was like, I go, well, we got the studio time. I've got to sing it. 
but he's like got his hands over the deer's ears and he's trying so hard. Like even the part where sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, still real gentle. Yep. That's good. Again, a song you don't think of as being super hard or anything, but then you go back and hear it and you go, oh no, even more gentle than I thought. Yeah. I thought that told the Wet Sprocket song rocked harder than that too. Yeah. Oh boy. They're real gin blossomsy, dude. Oh yeah. So gin blossomsy. But for some reason, although I do have a gin blossoms album, Hmm. like the main one. Right. The uh, one with all of them. It has not survived all of my computer transitions. It's just not on my phone, not on my computer. Huh. That's weird. So, uh, and I've decided, okay, do I care enough to repurchase the album? I definitely don't care enough to go down to the basement where all of my physical CDs <laughs> and are. And find it, yeah. Yeah, and, and unbox them and find the Gin Blossoms record that's in there. Yeah, just so you can hear Hey Jealousy or um, Until I Fall Away. Found out about you. Found out about you. Yeah. Okay. I know that I don't care that much, but I'm like, dude, man, am I going to repurchase this album? <laughs> First of all, figure out which album it is and then repurchase it. Well, now it turns out you don't have to because you have that Toad the Wet Sprocket album. So I do. Fine. I do. You I can just listen shape. to that. Well, I I, uh, I appreciate the um, musical uh, suggestions. I, ha- I wrote, seem, I wrote them down. Seems like I'm not going to solve your problem. but uh... No, no, I wrote them down and I'm going to check them out and then I'm going to give you my full opinion on them. Okay, and I will listen to Tell Me Something Good. Yeah. Oh, That's please do. Homework. Why don't you do, that? do it right now? That'll be our uh, fade out. Let's fade out with that. Uh, because I don't have it on my phone. But maybe oh, that's how you have YouTube to. You were doing. Something. That's how it's rigged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind then. Wait, but you had those other things all rigged? Yeah, my phone has all my music on it. Oh, okay. It's not really rigged. All right. Just, just has your music. All right. Are you are that's, you looking for it's Rufus and Shaka Khan? Yeah, it's Rufus and Shaka Khan. Correct. Um, t- there's a there's an ad I have to skip, but we can we can why don't we go ahead and start going through the outro here? All right, so people, um, you can find us uh, at brotherdate.com or however you found us, uh, whether it was on the iTunes, um, and you can also t- please tweet us. Somebody yes. tweet at us. I promise, if you tweet us, we will respond. Boy, you're 100% right that, this. That's why I stopped talking. I mean, all you have to do is hear this and go, oh, it's obviously Stevie Wonder. So tweet us, at Brother Date. And we'll be back. For Whether some you reason. want us to or not. Yes, that's right. Um, I took Spirit. I flew Spirit Airlines. Why do you keep doing that? I don't know. I have complained many times in the past that it is worse than an actual slave ship. Please subscribe.